Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make Him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. Hi, ladies, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. This week joining us is Sharon Carty. Sharon, I am so glad you're here because personally, I'm just glad for a chance to catch up. It's been a long year, hasn't it? Uh, Real long. I kind of want to just go have coffee after this, right? It's like I got my 10 questions I want to know from my friend, and then I've got some questions we'll ask you for the ladies at large, but yeah. Sharon, a lot of people um, don't know you and, you know, I, I know you and I have the privilege of considering you a friend, but man, especially the last year, I'll even go longer, probably 18 months or better. It feels like we haven't spent a lot of time together and then you put COVID in there. So I'm a little bit disconnected. So tell the ladies a little bit about yourself, who Sharon is. Okay. Well, I, um, I worship at Emmanuel in Carlinville. I have for many, many years. Our family all attends there. Two things. I, I'm a retired educator and that just doesn't leave. So I, I spend a lot of time back in the public schools teaching, filling in long-term subs for, for teachers that need someone other than there a little bit more than just a day or two. And I spend a lot of time with disaster relief, but in a new role, we're, we're doing a high level amount of training. And I, I wanted to share with you, Carmen, I just every day say to people, if you've not had leadership training through IBSA, this just, you've got to have it. Mm-hmm. Those classes I've had that I've taken with you or with Mark or whomever have just played a huge role in where I sit now. And currently right now, I'm the the director of the food distribution for IBSA, Illinois Baptist Disaster Relief. And we're distributing somewhere in the neighborhood of 80 to 100,000 pounds of food a week. I'm just amazed at what you guys are doing with the food distribution right now and how you're really partnering with the churches on the ground in their in, yes. in our communities. You know, we're not just talking about something somewhere else. It's our communities. Right. Exactly. And and it's something that we, we have we have a goal and then we have a purpose. But we tell churches when we contact them or they contact us that we'll provide you the food. But what we want you to do utmost is we want you to share Jesus Christ with people. And the men kind of laughed at me in a committee meeting last week. And I said, here's how we're going to do it. I said, we're going to do you the ABCs. And they said, excuse me. I said, well, you know, my love for Bible school, it's always been there. It always will be. And I spent I've spent a lot of time working with the state BBS team. I said, accept, believe, confess. It's that simple. And I said, the people we're working with many times, they will not know Jesus in any other way. It, mm-hmm. It's just a ground level. So that's one of the things that we have kind of accepted as as part of our purpose is accept, believe, confess. And we we tell our churches, we'll bring you the food you distribute however you choose. But please, every person must know, given a contact, accept, believe, confess. I love it. I love it. And that's just a good example that nothing God gives us goes wasted, right? And, and Sharon, I, I know, you know, ladies, if you're listening in, 
the one of the reasons that I invited Sharon today is because just in the just in the years that I've known Sharon, I've watched God navigate her across different um, I'll call them playing fields. Basically, He's changed your he, not your lane because it's leadership, but He's changed the way that's being expressed coming out at different seasons of life. And I, I and I want to talk a little bit about that because Sharon, I think that's where a lot of women are right now, um, and and some of them are maybe confused. And if we can be honest, um, maybe bewildered, maybe even a little bit frustrated or maybe bitter women, you know, you may be thinking and think, you know, you're not quite happy about how a role has changed or, you know, maybe it was a role you really enjoyed leading out in. And, and it's like, what happened to that? And and that's where I'm hoping you'll find some encouragement from Sharon's story today as as I can kind of unpack how I've watched God navigate some changes. And, and you heard her say the leadership roles that she's serving in today. And don't miss that she said new, a new role. You know, because sometimes when God moves us out of something that, ladies, we may not understand, but because our eyes can only see what exists, right? What's already there. Instead of standing in a posture of what is God creating that he's positioning us for, but there's no way we could go apply for it or look for it. It's something that he's almost choreographing just for you. And it'll be there in the timing, but he's got to, he's got to get us where he can move us there to get us on his, on his radar. So I'm hoping as you listen to some of Sharon's stories, friend, you'll maybe find some encouragement or some understanding, or maybe a perspective shift to where you may be finding yourself today. So Sharon, that's where I want to go. But before we go there, you've already mentioned the food distribution. And there's people listening that don't have a clue what we're talking about. And we can say disaster relief and we can say it's NAM. But then you said all a church has to do is call. So go ahead and tell us what what are these food distribution program and what could it mean for, for churches that are our churches that are listening in? Well, our plan actually started with COVID. Uh, when when the pandemic began, we were no longer able to leave the state to go to other states to assist in whatever disaster may be. And, and we decided we didn't want our people just setting because I've learned through leadership that when you're not active, you become very inactive to the point of almost stopping. So we, we worked on developing something and and we talked about, well, what could we do? How could we do? And, you know, Carmen, to give you the honest answer, I can't tell you the exact start. It kind of developed. We we knew we had a chance. It started with some some sanitation projects, a mask and, and such as that. We're now associated with directly with FEMA. We're now connected with Dot Foods. And we have a ministry, uh, Hands of Hope, out of Chicago. We have another one, uh, Matthew 25, out of Cincinnati, Ohio. And, and I'm so excited to say that we just partnered with the North American Mission Board, and they have provided us trucks and money for fuel for the next several months to, to minister. So God keeps adding a new level. We just signed an agreement last night to receive 6,000 USDA food boxes. All the churches have to do, any church, any IBSA Church, SBC Church in Illinois, call me, call the office in Springfield, and we'll make an arrangement to bring product to you. I have to laugh and tell you, and, and this goes back to, to leadership and joking how you handle leadership, but we got an entire pallet of Hershey candy bars in. And, and I said, okay, I'm going to have to make an executive decision. And they all kind of looked at me and I said, uh, they all need to go in my office. <laughs> and, you know, part of leadership, Carmen, is being on a level plane with the people you work with. Mm -hmm. Not the superior, not the boss, 
the person who just coordinates and and you have to work right there with them and the thing is we want every church in illinois to benefit i love that i love that i'm sure some of you guys have questions right now thinking how could that apply to me we will put sharon's contact information in the episode notes reach out to her um and so sharon am i following you that you are the best contact for that or is there something they can go to on a website to find out more you can contact Brad Levin, okay. through ISA, or myself. Either one will make the contact for okay. you. But it's not it's not just food. We got a, a pallet of Tide laundry soap in. Uh-huh. And the value of that pallet is tremendous dollar amount. But the fact that we could give it to people and they could they can do their laundry just like anybody else. So it's more if somebody reaches out, makes a contact and say, hey, we'd like to do something in our community. Then you can sort of connect and say, here's what we have available or what we may have available and, and be able to go and go that route with them we, and help them. We also make sure that there's a chaplain going along with our two chaplains. We make sure that people are working the crowd for lack of a better word. Right. Let me ask you a question then. So it could be that you're just bringing them the product, but it's, but I'm also hearing you say that there's times you guys can actually bring some labor, the manpower to come along beside them to actually help with the outreach event. Absolutely. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Okay. Well, good. Good, Sharon. We're going to get your phone ready, friend, because I'm sure you're going to have phone calls. So ladies, you know, take this information back. Let your pastors listen to this, you know, podcast. Let your missions team look at what nobody knows your community better than you do. You know, so listen to what she's saying. And it's not a one and done. These listen to how she said God is opening these doors with connections. Um, you know, so so it can be a surplus of things that are that are coming in. Sharon, I already know probably half a dozen people that I'm going to send an email and say you need to listen to this. This podcast because I think it can contribute back into things they're already doing with their food pantries and whatever you know to help with the, to help with the surge. So that's good. That's good. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. I want to pivot a little bit because as we sit here and look at how God's using you right now, we're also wise enough to know it's for this season because we're always moving forward. And that's what I love about being able to talk with you today and your story, Sharon, Um, because you've already referenced, you know, I was an educator and I know you were into compliance and stuff at the school. So you weren't just in a classroom. You were working with that training and development and compliance and so forth. And then you went more into, I'm going to say like an internal consultant role for the school system and then with a lot of the changes and budgets and different things it was more like a I'm going to say a full-fledged retirement with maybe some periodic subbing but during that time I also watched because I know that's how I got to know you you served on some of our advisory teams you know with IBW you helped to get my feet underneath me because you knew so many people and you understood the denomination that you helped to connect me and I love that that you always you brought me along whether I was physically with you or not you brought me along you let me meet people you would connect us I I always called you the the fancy name is ambassador but remember when I said you're kind of like the swans truck Sharon you've got all these products in the truck and you know all these things about you know little and then what I love though you always knew when to pass the baton It's like, I know the products, but I know this much. I can talk them, but I'm not the expert on some of these. And you would always connect me to whoever the expert was, or you would connect other people, just like you said a while ago, or Brad Levin. You know, this is who, so I'm a contact. And I I love, because I think that's how you um, leverage your influence. That's how you cultivate your influence. And, you know, I just finished a cohort um, called How to Lead When You're Not in Charge. And we use, a well, that's the book we use too. You know, How to Lead When You're Talking About Second Chair Leadership. And the fact that we don't wait till we have authority to lead, you just lead. How do you cultivate your influence? 
influence. And you're sharing example after example with that. But here's the reality, Sharon. Just like you said, you're doing a long-term um, substitution role right now in a school for a teacher that's out. You're doing the food distribution. Um, I know you serve on several committees. I believe you're still on the SBC Executive Committee. You know, So you serve on a lot of different roles, which means you're the same Sharon, but you have to put on a different hat also when you go in You know, to help you look through a different lens when you're in each of those areas. But you look at them collectively. You can't take on the next. You may still have a hand in something or an understanding and can influence it, but you couldn't take on some of the roles that God has you doing now, which means we wouldn't have some of the food distribution going on that we're seeing right now had God not taken some things from you. Absolutely. You know, and that's not always easy especially for women, because we want purpose, right? And we feel important when we're needed. Talk to the woman who might find themselves in those shoes today, Sharon, feel like, man, you know, maybe feeling like they'd arrived in this area and then feeling like maybe they was disinvited from a table for lack of better words. Let me say, first of all, and and it's a lesson I had to learn and still learn, we have feelings. And those feelings, when when you believe in something passionately, such as I believe in Illinois Baptist women, and you're so into that, and then you kind of move out of that role into something else, it hurts sometimes. Mm -hmm. And the scripture does not tell us that we're always going to do things that don't hurt. Mm -hmm. There's going to be pain, and I won't say suffering, but there's going to be that feeling and, and that dejection or that rejection. You may see it, but I found if you sit back and look at what you've accomplished, and now someone else can can carry that role on because you need to move up another step. And I will not, I will not downplay the fact that it it does sometimes. It's emotional, but that you need to sit back and look at what further purpose you have. You have to realize that your role will change. Last night, my husband said to me, we were having coffee after dinner, and and he said. Are you going to priority? And I go, well, of course. Well, where are you? I said, well, it's virtual. But I said, you know what? I'm probably going to do it at the warehouse with two or three of the ladies down there. And I said, oh, he said, well, are you going for the bag? (laughs) You better believe it. I said, I've just got to have one of those bags. You can never have too many totes. Now, that's a very elementary example. But your love still stays at the ground root even though it develops and you grow and you're mature. The value of it is make sure that you train that person behind you. Yeah. yeah. Help them, mentor them, give them suggestions yeah. or say, hey, I tried this and it didn't work. So don't try this. And and yeah. I think that's what you have to work on. You have to be willing to give up to move up. Yeah. But sometimes that's very hard to do because because you love so many things and want to be a part of them, it's hard to, to give those things up. You have to prioritize what is really important. And to me, and, and I've done Bible school for many years, Bible school is very important to me because I think it's the best way to present salvation to children. So that's going to always stay on my base level. And I'm always going to help Jack Lucas in whatever way he may need as he leads in that role. Even though I may not be as involved as I was, Maybe I'm not involved in our local church as much as I was. 
but you have to know how to break those down also. Yeah, that that's just a really good word. And, and you are the, you know, this is what we're talking about. The way God is expressing your influence may look different, ladies. But what we have to understand is, you know, what is the area that God is preparing or putting us into and go into it knowing it's for a season. You know, one thing going right along with that, that I totally believe in is I think you can have various leadership roles. And as you said, you go along with what other people, but I highly recommend to people don't ever forget that you can still be on that bottom rung working your way up. And to give you just a silly little example, Saturday we worked at the warehouse all day. We unloaded numerous semis. And I'm not kidding you. I looked like I had been mining cold in that yellow sweatshirt. And my husband said to me, we were on our way home and we'd not had dinner. He said, I'd really like to buy you dinner, but I don't know if I want to go into a restaurant with you. You're so dirty, <laughs> laughing and joking and appreciative. But you know what? And and not me. The true leader, in my personal opinion, is that leader that'll help pack the boxes or that will make the contact or will talk with the state executive. They have to be willing to do yep. all of else. Yeah, no, no, no. I totally, totally, totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. And like I said, such, such good points, such good points. And equal is so ladies, there's a time, right? That, that you stick in the row that God's give you, because some of you may be thinking that um, um, you, you always got to do a certain task or a certain whatever to make you acceptable and understand um, if you let go of the reins that God's give you, that means nobody's running that particular area. So you got to, you know, it's just like Sharon's not going to forego an executive meeting. You can't forego building these partnerships because had you foregone some of those meetings, we wouldn't have this supply of food that's coming in on a regular basis. But sometimes we practice in our life what was micromanaged in front of us. In other words, I feel bad, like I don't want to leave anybody behind. So I'll go over here and try to do everything. Like I'll still be the nurse on the floor while I'm trying to be the administrator of the facility. And there comes a time it's like, doggone it, that nurse on the floor needs you to be an administrator of the facility if she's going to have a job tomorrow because somebody needs to be thinking through that lens to keep the doors open. And that's true back into, you know, that's true back into any role leadership we do, which is, you know, what you were alluding to. God gave us gifts, abilities. And many times I have referenced something and I said, you know, she's an RN. Or, you know, that person is, um, that person is an office manager. Mm -hmm. And I believe God gives us those secular opportunities so that we can use them to advance our spiritual opportunities. You know, sometimes you just need that person to say, yeah. it's okay, you know. Well, God wastes nothing. You know, we've had several women, um, especially young women leaders lately on the podcast that um, have a profession, whether that's teaching or um, healthcare, and God's got them doing something totally different. So it, to some, and that's why I platformed them to hear their story, because to some it can look like, well, you just wasted your career, or you just wasted your education, or you just put this on hold. And that's what we want women to hear. No, when God is calling you to something different, you make that radical adjustment, as Henry Black would say, 
you make that adjustment then because what you do next is going to show what we believe in God and God won't waste it. He didn't allow that for no reason. He will use it. We just don't know when that will come back up and, and make sense. Um, so yeah, I'm totally following you, totally following you, friend. Um, I could sit here all day. Um, I've probably got five other questions here and I know we don't have the time for that, but I want to ask you, um, well, first I want you to know you better be at priority and you could come in person to O'Fallon because you know, we do get 400 seats at the church in person. So just letting you know, I know your church is convening and that's great. We have a lot of churches and we love that because more women are going to get to be involved. Um, and you tell your sweet husband, it's a box this year, not a bag. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, that's the joke around here, Sharon. Carmen's in love with boxes lately. So anyway, but but I do want to I do want to bring up one other thing. I know that you um, have your chaplaincy certification, and this is an area that's dear to me right now. I think it's personal to me right now. Um, I know that we'll have a lot of our women. There's a lot of women that are chap that have the chaplaincy certification. And they have been gracious enough to join us last year through the priority journey. And, you know, some of them coming alongside us this year. And, you know, Sharon, just recently, um, I, because of the loss in my own life, I went through grief share. And I was just amazed what I was, re you know, I was kind of reluctant to go. And when I went, I'm like, I was just so amazed at what a polished ministry, turnkey ministry it was. And um, and I and I found myself thinking, man, we could do this better, meaning our churches. And the only reason I said that is because we would be evangelistic with it. Because so many people, I think it was like 87% of people that will come to a grief share program are not churched. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and they're just struggling. And when I think of what what has happened because of COVID, so many families have had losses and so forth. Everybody has lost. I just think that the grief share is such an opportunity to put into the hands and evangelistic outreach, meet your communities, kind of like your food. But just so many people have that need and we have those gaps in our communities right now. And I believe that the chaplaincy network is a good starting place. I mean, I believe if we could open their eyes, you know, to to introduce them to not just the the need, you know, increase an in, in awareness of the need, but show them this this resource that can that is so turnkey. I believe that we could make impacts in communities all across the state for the gospel just in that one just in that one thing. And I personally believe that chaplains are the ones that can take that and run with it because they're already placed. And so that's a little bit of kind of what what I'm I won't say I'm working on, but I'm working on it, Sharon, because I just see that as such an opportunity. How many chaplains do we have across the state of Illinois? Do you know? I don't want to sign off without you speaking to that and maybe telling somebody how they could get involved with being a chaplain. Right now, there's various levels of certification. There's state certification and then there's NAM certification. Okay. Uh, and then with that, then you can get your hospital certification and on and on and on to work with people. Uh -huh. We probably have right now several hundred certified. I knew it was up there. Chaplains in Illinois. The beauty of the chaplaincy with disaster relief is this, because we have all had various professional roles. Yeah. We bring that to the table. Sure. You know, when, when you're dealing with someone who is hurt, we lost a gentleman several years ago. Um, on a disaster call, one of our one of our head people, and there was an RN chaplain there, and she was able to not only talk with the wife of the gentleman who was there, but with the other people around that witnessed it. Sure, sure. And just being willing to share some love. Absolutely. Just seeing the need of people, 
We, I yeah. taught chaplain work in Springfield with Doug Morrow from the Baptist Foundation. And she was talking to this lady and they gave her a container of yogurt, big container. And the lady goes, oh, what is this? I don't know what to do with this. This chaplain stepped into her chaplain role slash cook role, you know, mm-hmm. and she began to share with that woman about how you could take the yogurt and you could put it in and you could make some cookies or you could eat it. And it was, and pretty soon she led that right into a gospel conversation. That's fantastic. We have so many people with so many skills. What if somebody's listening, there might be an interest. What's their best way? Um, I'll tag something in the episode notes. What's the best way for them to connect to chaplaincy training or finding out more? Go on to the Illinois Baptist's Astro Relief webpage. It's a very, you go through an initial process through various training levels. SA is going to offer SISM training the end of April, which is crisis incident management. Uh, and I've heard people say that they'd recommend every pastor go through that. That's just such Absolutely. good practical training. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, Sharon, we are out of time. So I want to wind down and I want to remind the ladies, we'll have Sharon's contact information. You know, we'll put the link for the disaster relief page in there. We'll also put the link for grief share. You know, if you heard that and there's an interest on your part, you know, so you can check out their website. And if there's something I can do to help your church learn more about that, definitely. Like I said, I'm just a little bit passionate about that because God used it in my life. But more than that, I see where it could be evangelistic, and I'm not convinced that that grief share programs are connecting those dots, you know, in a way that we can to be evangelistic. So those will be there. And ladies, let this encourage you. Remember, God does not intend us to do this alone. So if you're not connected, these again, you're hearing why it's important to be connected to the community. There's resources there. There's people that can come alongside and help whatever God's doing in your neck of the wood. So check us out on um, Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women. You can find us on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women or come to our website at ibsa.org backslash women. We want you to be connected because just like Sharon and I know each other, we're stronger together we're all God you know God is doing different things through all of us but it's his church it's his kingdom it's his will that he's fulfilling and it's easier to walk it together ordinary women Sharon this is what I say all the time we're ordinary women serving an extraordinary God so ladies again get connected share this out share our podcast out with somebody if you know somebody's story we need to be um, sharing with our women to bring encouragement or equipping reach out to me and let me know and Sharon again thank you for being with us today friend all right thank you both all right ladies so you have a good rest of your day and we'll see you back here next week on the priority now podcast You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org women.